What's up, sneaker fam? Matty Ice here. I just wanted to let you know that this particular episode is going to be a little bit different than the way I've presented the show in the past. Fire Footwear has been always conversational, and usually I keep it casual, writing a few notes and just sort of going off the cuff. And to this point, it has been successful. But to prepare for another project that I'm sketching out right now, I decided to do something a little bit different. And so what this episode is going to be today is a pre-scripted red episode. Now, it's different, and it's not going to seem as organic, and it's not going to seem like me, but this is a way to push my boundaries, and I thought sneakers are the perfect thing to research and write somewhat of an essay to kind of give to you. So today's episode will be about the Air Jordan 1, and just keep in mind, it's the same love, the same history, and all of that stuff. It's just a different way to present you with the same content. So I hope that you enjoy it, and I will talk to you all next week. Enjoy the Air Jordan 1, the sneaker that started it all. We examine its history this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, fellow sneaker lovers? Welcome back to Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast. I am your host, Matty Ice, and I want to again thank you for your support of the show. We're all here because we love sneakers, so being able to spread that love to you all means the world to me. As we reach the fourth week of this show's return, we have crafted a narrative around sneakers in the old ways, nostalgia serving as the vehicle that is driving the content train. To me, it's important that we get back to the original intent of this podcast, to tell sneaker stories. To understand the stories within the context of today's world, we have to examine the past and the people that hold that past so near and dear. The early days of this podcast saw me talking through the stories behind designers and companies, trying to lay a foundation for the culture today. I'm happy we've continued on that path. Since our return, we have built on the idea of being an old head, someone who was driven less by hype and more by a long-standing love of the OG sneakers in the game. This led us to examine what exactly was hype within a sneaker context and how a shoe like the Air Jordan 1 Mid, a widely panned entry into the Air Jordan line, can share so many similarities with the grail of all silhouettes, yet be so hated. Its lack of a true history and nostalgia was the culprit. The natural progress of this line of content is to explore the shoe, the Air Jordan 1. The Air Jordan 1, debuting in 1984, is widely considered the, quote, shoe that started it all, end quote. Designed by the now famous triumvirate of Peter Moore, Tinker Hatfield, and Bruce Kilgore, the Air Jordan 1 was intended to establish a brand for rookie sensation Michael Jordan to grow with as his playing career blossomed. Prior to signing with Nike, Michael Jordan was in the midst of an existential crisis, asking himself whether to choose the seemingly inferior Nike or the powerhouse that was Adidas. It was rumored that MJ felt that Nike was the lesser brand, and a meeting with the shoe brand was not on his wants list. However, like all good mothers, his mom Juanita insisted he keep his commitments and listen to what Nike had to offer. MJ met with Nike and the rest, as they say, is history. In the end, Nike was able to seal the deal with MJ, to the tune of $2.5 million over a five-year span. By today's standards, a contract of this size would be minuscule, but in 1985, it was the largest ever for a sports figure. The deal was not without its critics, as many felt throwing that kind of money at a third-round pick was a massive risk. Michael still had much to prove in the eyes of executives, and he would do that in his first trip to the playoffs a 63-point performance against the Celtics dynasty of the 1980s. When MJ burst into the NBA, the landscape was a lot different than it is today. Sneakers to that point served one purpose, and that was function. 
Per NBA rules, the shoes worn by its players needed to conform to a standard of 51% or more of the shoe being white, a standard which stuck around until I believe 2009 if you can believe it. Prior to the start of the season in 1984, MJ was spotted sporting a player edition of what we have come to know as the Nike Airship. The original, which was white and red, was recently sold at Sotheby's auction house for nearly $1.5 million. Nike and Jordan brand have managed to create the empire they have off the lore centered around the Air Jordan 1, more specifically the Air Jordan 1 Band, a red and black version of the now famed shoe. Since the Air Jordan commercial for the band Air Jordan 1, a now infamous commercial within Air Jordan lore, it has become common folklore within sneaker culture that the Air Jordan 1 Band was the shoe that the NBA fined MJ over in October 1984. MJ did not wear that Air Jordan until the dunk contest in 1985. So in reality, it was a black and red version of the Nike Airship that was the culprit behind the NBA's ire. The Airship was designed by Bruce Kilgore, and it was only a slight tweak to the already existing Air Force One, which was also a staple in Nike sneaker lore. It was not until November 1984 that MJ first wore the true Air Jordan 1 in a game. Since the release of the Air Jordan 1, the culture of sneakers has been forever changed. Over time, we began to see a shift in the look on the basketball court. To me, the Air Jordan 1 made it quote-unquote cool to show a little of yourself on the court. Coupled with the stylistic pop of the first colorways of the Air Jordan 1, specifically the Chicago colorway, and the talents of MJ during his rookie year, the Jordan brand legacy started. Throughout the decades, the Jordan 1 has remained a staple of the sneaker community. From the days of the old heads where hype existed through word of mouth to today, we see the imprint the Jordan 1 has left on the community. Stylistically, many shoes have copied the design or attempted to, but never captured the same magic. Nike continued to build on the success of the Jordan 1 by continuing to design shoes for Michael Jordan while also keeping in mind the design elements that made it such a hit with the general public. 37 models later, at least within the main line of the brand, Jordan brand continues to shift and shape the market stylistically and technologically on the court and off the court. Over the next 40 years since its inception, the Air Jordan 1 continues to be the sneaker representative of sneaker culture, starting as the brainchild of the designers to today being a canvas for celebrities, sports figures, and influencers the Jordan 1 has seen hundreds, if not thousands, of different designs. When you Google the best Jordan 1s of all time, you will see all sorts of designs, materials, colors, and inspirations. But the one thing that remains truest of all is that the classics never die. From old heads to new heads alike, the appreciation for the first is shared amongst the community. Rarely do we agree on anything these days, but I stand firm that we can all agree on the beauty of the Jordan 1 Chicago. For me personally, the Jordan 1 is not my favorite amongst the Jordan classics, but that doesn't mean I dislike it. My personal preference of the 4s is only that, a preference. When I look at my current collection, which I do often, what I have come to realize is that simplicity is big for me. The Jordan 1s I do have share that trait. Even amongst the hype pieces like the Travis Scott 1s, it's still relative simplicity that rules the day. Subtle heat is still heat, and my favorites feel that way on my feet. From the black and red toe, to the shattered backboards, to the obsidians, each has their place. No matter how much they tinker with the design, my first love will always be the simplest ones. That wraps up our look at the Air Jordan 1. It is in no way conclusive or complete, but it felt right for this to be the next step in our journey. To understand today, in anything that we love, we need to understand the past. 
the Jordan 1 changed everything, but not right away. Sneaker culture was born and raised in the 80s and 90s, and now is a fully grown entity. The future of sneakers remains undetermined from here, but at the very least, we know what started it all. Let me know what your favorite Jordan 1 is by reaching out to me on Twitter, at MattyIceFreights is the handle. You can also send me a message on Instagram, at FireFootwearPod is the handle there. Thank you for listening to the show this week and continuing to support. I hope you enjoyed the journey. Before I let you go, please support the Matty Ice Media Network by visiting MattyIceMedia.com to check out the other podcasts we have as a part of the network. From sports to mental health conversations, we have it all. I hope this finds you well, and I will talk to you next time. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.